What's going on, beautiful people? You are tuned into the Sex Mechanic Podcast, and I am your host, the Sex Mechanic, aka Jeans and Benoit, aka Mr. Born to Explorer, aka Confident Creator, aka The Exception, aka I Did It My Way. And uh, you're tuned in for episode number 30. I was scheduled to start at 5 Pacific time, but I decided to start a little early, so I'll give people time to come in. <clears throat> in case you know people weren't prepared i am on a different night is or a night than usual as well i'm on um i'm doing a broadcast on a friday night which is not normal for me because i usually work which i'm still working tonight too but um that's another reason why i started a little early just so if the conversation goes a little longer we've got enough of a buffer uh for me to go to work and do some other stuff as well but um, yeah, I'll let people kind of come in. I won't start immediately into the conversation, but uh, welcome to the Sex Mechanic Podcast, episode number 30. And today is going to be a, uh, a really deep dive into just emotions and, and feelings and, and coping with, uh, with loss, um, dealing with uh, breakups. And, uh, you know, maybe we could work some stuff out together. So I'll let people come in as they come in, but I'll get started. So for my appreciation, let me get rid of this banner real quick. For my appreciation, just in case uh, this person ever sees it, um, I want to say that I appreciate the young woman in New York that I was talking to, I say was because we're no longer talking at this point. Um, not like that, you know, we're no longer romantically talking. Um, we decided to part ways, um, in our endeavor, uh, to build something together. But I want to say, I appreciate her because, um, I think we both came into each other's lives at a time where, uh, we both needed um, and desired something in particular coming out of our respective situations. And I think we both did a really good job of providing that for each other or helping each other kind of through that process. Um, we created a space that was open, that was honest, that was transparent. And it really allowed for both of us to just kind of uh, be straight up with each other as much as as possible. And I think we both did a really good job of, of that. We both were definitely straight up. We both had, uh, uncomfortable conversations with each other about different things. And, um, but it, it, it never felt too uncomfortable to talk about, you know, um, even though going into it, we might've felt like, I really don't want to bring this up or I really don't want to, you know, ask or talk about this but once we started talking i feel like we would always realize that um i had nothing to fear you know like there was nothing to fear at all we both created that space where speaking our our truths and also telling each other things that maybe have happened with ourselves and other people um we created a space where that was okay to do and you know we could work it out 
based on how we talked about it and, and, you know, what it was that happened. So um, I really appreciate that. I also appreciate the fact that uh, we had a lot of, just a lot of care and a lot of uh, nurturing, a lot of love. Uh, Obviously not like love, like oh, in love, but uh, a lot of the, uh, a lot of love and care when dealing with each other. And uh, I think that's also something both of us needed um, and both of us appreciate it as well. So whenever or if she ever sees this, um, I just want you to know that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really thankful and appreciative to have come across you when I did. And also, I'm glad that I was able to be a part of your life, even though it was only for what, just over a year. But in that over a year span, I do feel like um, we both left each other with something that we could move forward with and uh, we could take on to whatever situations we get into next. So I appreciate you fully. And, uh, you know, this is not the end. This is the end of that chapter for us, but I do feel like being that we we created that that particular space for each other, I could see in the future sometime us building on that and becoming friends. So that's a positive thing to take out of that and something that I look forward to. So thank you. And you know the care will always be there. You know the the uh yeah. You already know it's all love over here. So all right. So um with that being said, we're talking about breakups. Um, obviously, I'm very, very fresh off of, you know, uh, this situation with the person that I, I just talked about. Um, this literally happened last night when we decided, all right, we're, we're going to go separate ways because we match in a lot of ways. But then there's a couple of things, one in particular, which is my desire to explore non-monogamy that uh she doesn't really see for herself um and she doesn't really have the same interest in and you know i gotta respect it like she said that from jump and it had it did not change which is okay as well um and i at one point was uh basically just gauging to see if maybe it wasn't that important for me as well and uh in that process, I found out over time that, you know, that was something that I still wanted to explore. So that's how we got to where we got. But in the process, we uh, we had a lot of really good times along the way. But <clears throat> so we're talking about dealing with breakups and coping with it and how to, you know, what are the methods and stuff that people maybe use to deal with it. So. I find that one of the hardest things when like separating from somebody or just, you know, when people go their separate ways is uh, the factor of missing either that person or missing things about that person or about the relationship. For example, you might miss the way this person used to touch you. You might miss this way, miss the way this person used to, uh, used to laugh or 
the way they used to say something in particular that was very specific to them. <clears throat> there's a lot of things that you can miss. And then also there's things that you can miss, like, uh, you know, the person's cooking or there's a lot of things. And to me, that's probably the, the hardest part of dealing with uh, the loss of a relationship or the loss of a lover is, you know, those things are out the window now. It's kind of like you don't get those anymore with that person. Of course, you might be able to find that with somebody else. But at the time, it feels like there's no way that you can replace what it was that was there before. You know, there's no way that you can regain those same experiences with somebody else. It really feels like this was kind of like a, a very a very uh, exclusive situation and maybe a one-time situation that won't come by again. And that may be true, but what we have to remember is you may be in love multiple times in your life. You know, you may not fall in love once only. And if that does happen, that doesn't mean that you love everybody the same way. Everybody kind of brings their own things to the table and each relationship should be looked at and it's uh, for whatever it is, you know, based on the individuals involved. So the missing part is really tough. And especially in the beginning, you know, like I'm a day in and my biggest thing today, for example, was not having contact with her because we would, you know, contact each other daily, either through text or some other means. And, um, uh, not being able to do that and knowing also tonight, you know, there's not going to be the good night text, you know, with the kisses and all that stuff. That's going to be tough. At the same time, um, there was a little something in the air. I was trying to flick it away. At the same time, that's going to pass at some point. That'll pass. And uh, at some point, you'll get back to a space where you don't, need that i guess because over time you can become dependent on those type of interactions because you've had it for however long you've had it um but that's gonna pass so just keep that in mind i'm reminding myself of that as well that those things will pass um another thing is uh another thing that can be hard about losing a lover or I don't like to say losing because there's losing a person in the physical sense, which is, you know, a person passing on and transitioning after, after physical death. So I don't want to really compare that or even put that in the same category as uh, parting ways with someone, because at the end of the day, if you part ways with somebody, if egos are not too much involved and if, Things were not left on a bad note. You can always, or unless the person, or if the person didn't change their number or something, you can always reach out and say, hey, how are you doing? And find out how that person is doing and get into a conversation. But when somebody passes on physically, it's a little bit more difficult to uh, keep the communication, obviously, because their physical body's not there. So 
I don't want to put them in the same category. I'll say parting ways from somebody. Oh, by the way, I want to mention this about that. I, I was just thinking about this earlier. It's like <clears throat> when you're, when you're dating or when you're with somebody or when you're, you know, in a relationship, I realize now, not now, but I realize that it's almost like gambling in a sense. Like you're only able or you should only gamble as much as you're willing or comfortable with losing. So I brought up the fact that, you know, I still want to explore non-monogamy with somebody, but I want to do it in a, in a very, uh, in a, in a space that's trusting. I want to do it in a space with somebody that I really care about and that I have very strong emotions and ties to. I don't want it to just be done with a casual person. So, um, with that being said, I can't get mad at her, for example, for not wanting to compromise on that because the risk might be more than she's willing or comfortable uh, with gambling with. You know, it might just be too great. And no other person can decide what, uh, what price is too much for someone else you know, to gamble with. So with that, you know, I kind of have to respect that. And hopefully if somebody else is ever in that situation where you feel like uh, somebody should bend or you feel like they should compromise more on whatever it is they believe or whatever it is they feel, you just got to respect where they're coming from. You know, you might be able to afford gambling this or that, but that person might not have that emotional equity to gamble the same thing. So just, you know, try to, try to keep that in mind as you move forward and, and you, and you just remember that it's, uh, people are coming from different places. So you got to respect that. But not only that, there's the aspect of, um, Oh yeah, I gotta forgive me by the way. Like I'm literally still processing. It's only been 24 hours, not even 24 hours. So I'm still processing everything and I've done a pretty good job up to this point, but you know, it's, it's still an ongoing process. So work with me. Usually I have uh, things written down and I have like notes and stuff, but today I'm just, you know, I'm just coping and dealing with it live with y'all, you know? So we're doing it together in a sense. And so uh, there might be moments where I just have to kind of collect my thoughts and, and get my words together. But I think I, I, so I talked about missing somebody. I talked about also, oh, what I was going to talk about was um, sometimes another hard part along with missing somebody and missing parts of the relationship is uh, when you don't get closure. When you don't get closure, that can make things kind of tough too because it's kind of like you leave the situation on an open note and maybe there are questions that aren't answered. Maybe um, there are things that did not get resolved before it ended. Um, yeah, so not getting closure can really affect how you um, how you recover, 
how you grieve, how you deal with uh, not having that person around anymore. Not getting closure actually makes a big deal because that might leave you with more questions than answers. And when you're trying to recover and you're trying to make sense of it all, it can be more confusing if you have a bunch of questions and not as many answers for those questions. And then you can also, I don't know, if you're anything like me, who is a very analytical type of thinker about stuff, especially when it comes to relationships and people, you might find yourself overthinking a lot of these questions that you have. And then now you're starting to come up with your own answers that you're not getting verification or confirmation on. So, you know, you're creating these stories and usually we have a tendency to create stories on more of the negative side of things. So you're probably going to create a story that is not the, uh, the best depiction of the person that you're creating the story about. And uh, now you're putting yourself in a space where you're just struggling even more to recover and struggling even more to, uh, to deal with the loss and to deal with the grief. So, um, yeah, if you can get closure, that's good. But if you can't, also, you got to be okay with that. Like, you have to be able to say, hey, there's some questions that I wanted to ask that I didn't get to ask yesterday in our conversation. But I also realized, too, that they probably wouldn't have made a difference. You know, like, me getting those answers was more of me getting those answers for my ego, but not for me personally. Because personally, I've accepted the fact that, you know, we just weren't the match that, you know, we needed to be at this time. And that happens sometimes. And that's all right. That's totally okay. <clears throat> but I am interested to hear how others deal with breakups and uh, what are some of your methods of moving past breakups when they happen or separating from a lover. I will say this in the meantime, I will say that this situation is going to be easier to deal with because even though it happened at a time where I thought uh, maybe the situation would be able to move into a, a further place. You know, I thought I, maybe I had a solution for, you know, us kind of being on a different page when it came to uh, the whole monogamy, non-monogamy issue. Um, even though that kind of flipped and turned into something else, um, I think, I think recovering from this is going to be easier for me personally. I can't speak for her, obviously, but for me, I think it's going to be easier because I'm not dealing with the same type of guilt that I've dealt with in the past, in past situations where I felt like I was the only one who didn't think it was a fit, but the other person might've thought it was a fit and didn't understand why. I didn't want to move forward. So that guilt was very heavy. 
I mean, it was it was a weight on my shoulders during those times. And so I don't have the guilt factor because I think, again, both of us did a really good job this time of uh, creating a space of just, you know, transparency. So we would check in, like, for example, when we would see each other on trips, um, either her visiting me or me visiting her, uh, we would usually do like a post-trip, you know, check-in conversation where we talk about how the trip was to each of us uh, and talk about maybe some of the things that we would have wanted to see different or maybe some issues that we had that we didn't bring up at the time and we brought up at that time. So I liked that. That was good because checking in is important. Sometimes we have an idea about how things are. And then after, you know, after you meet up or after you go see somebody for a few days, some stuff happens. And it's important to check in and talk about that and find out if, you know, there's things that could have went differently and maybe ways that uh, it could have been communicated different. And so that's what I appreciated was that in those post-trip conversations, we would usually find out that uh, we could communicate better. Like there was definitely some gaps in communication with us, but the way we got better at it was by talking about where those gaps were and realizing, oh shit, okay, so we both wanted the same thing. We just didn't express that clearly. And so now we'll do a better job of expressing it next time. So that was a that was a good thing to have. But all in all, though, this is a... Uh, I'll say this, too. Um, I think what brings me comfort in this situation, if anything, is the fact that I do see the possibility of us being... being able to communicate in the future, you know? I don't think it's going to be... And also, we have common... We have people in common, you know? Like, uh, I'm still cool with her sister. <laughs> um, I'll be seeing her sister again. So it's not like um, we're going to be in a situation where we never see each other ever again type of thing. Um, so I, I find some level of comfort in knowing that not only am I going to see her again, but at some point I think we'll be able to, you know, see past uh see each other as as something different than you know what we were you know we can see each other as uh as as friends and you know whatever else that's non-romantic you know <clears throat> at some point i don't think that's now <laughs> it's kind of early but um i think that will happen at some point and uh, I look forward to that. And that that, that kind of brings me some, some level of peace, knowing that that is on the way. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah. Yeah, I feel like this is important, though, to do, uh, to talk about this on, 
on the podcast platform because this podcast is really about dealing with not only emotions, but dealing with relationships, dating situationships. And the more honest and transparent I can be with with everyone in the audience and everybody who watches and listens on on Spotify and wherever you listen to this podcast, the better the experience will be for you. Because a lot of times people are experiencing very similar things and don't realize it. And so me talking about my current experience of, uh, of, uh, separation from a lover, uh, chances are a lot of people can relate to that. You know, I know I'm not the only one who's broken up or, or had a breakup happen, you know, like, so hopefully this kind of provides some level of comfort, relatability, Maybe you can get something out of it that helps you in your process of coping. If you're currently coping with uh, with uh, separation from a lover as well or a breakup. I think that's important, though. Like, that's what this podcast is about. So um, we have our fun and we have our moments of, of laughter and stuff like that, too. But um, I think it's important to definitely allow people to feel feel things from this podcast don't forget to like subscribe and comment on the video if you watch it and uh also don't forget the road to to 1000 subscribers begins now hit that subscribe button if you enjoy these conversations oh i got other news too um I just put my two week notice into my job the other day. What was that yesterday? Two days, two nights ago. It's something that I had been, uh, I'd been planning for a while. Um, probably since I got back from, from my uh, leave of absence, I had been planning it. I just didn't know exactly when. Originally it was going to be September. And then I said, all right, October. All right, for sure, December. So now the the, the final day is uh, first week of January. Um, And it honestly, it feels, it feels good. Because I know I'm, I'm doing it based off of the fact that I am trying to become a, uh, a multiple stream earner you know and so i don't want to depend only on you know a job one job or something like that and in all honesty i prefer to build the sex mechanic brand and have my own situation of my own business versus working for a company so i think that begins with me customizing my life which is what the sex mechanic brand is all about it's all about customization uh, customizing your relationships, customizing your job situation, customizing your family life, just customizing it to whatever it is that you prefer in your life and what you need to fit your life. And I think the first step of that was to get rid of um, working the night shift, which which really started to take a toll 
um, a few years ago. But I think after my leave of absence, it really just went to another level in terms of me not really being able to sleep well during the day and being shit being damn near a zombie during the week so um getting rid of that is going to be a big deal and also the rigidity of the schedules i wasn't able to well i was able to travel but i had to jump through hoops to travel and at one point they even said they wouldn't allow me to take the same measures in order to take days off as I had taken in the past. So it had become harder and harder to get days off for me to really enjoy life the way I wanted to. And so, uh, yeah, make a change now. Uh, I have some things in the works. I have some apparel, uh, some designs that I've been working on. I'll start wearing those shirts on the podcast really soon here. I have a few samples, um, and you'll see kind of what's been going on in my mind and what I've also been putting on, uh, I don't want to say on paper, but digitally I've been creating. Um, and I've got some other things too that I'm putting together that will create some multiple streams for me. The podcast is another thing that uh, recently has become monetizable on on anchor so i'll be able to put some ads in and uh you know get some money off of that too at some point you know make some partnerships with different companies that i that i believe in and and brands that i uh that i feel like are worth my time and worth me uh advertising for so yeah that's uh that's that it's 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 crazy how for me the end of the, the end of the year tends to be when a lot of change in term not turmoil but a lot of change happens and that's whether i wanted to or not but typically at least for the last 4 years 4 years 2018 2019 2020 yeah the last 4 years towards the end of the year there's been a lot of major changes that happen you know, either I'm moving or I'm moving on, you know, from a situation or from, uh, yeah. So it's, yeah, something about the end of the year is very, I don't know, it's very uh, telling in terms of what my next year is going to be like because a lot of uh, movement and and, and uh, a lot of change happens, it seems like. And it really sets me up for whatever the next year is going to be like. So, and typically too, that's why for January or December 31st, I like to kind of reflect and kind of, uh, I don't take the whole night to reflect, but I take a little bit of that day or that night or maybe even January 1st during the day to kind of uh, visualize what the year is going to look like to some degree. And I really think about what I want and my desires for the upcoming year. And that might be important for you all too, like at the end of the year or at the very beginning to give yourself a chance to um, really set out some goals maybe, or just at the very least, just 
envision what it is you want your year to look like, you know, even if you don't have any specific goals. Sometimes sitting in the silence is important and uh, it's very helpful as well. I'm not really scared of the silence. I don't, I don't mind it at all. But yeah, this is, this is what it is right now though. Um, I was saying before I, I kind of went off track, but I was saying how I do think this Recovering from this situation is going to be a little easier because I won't be dealing with the guilt that I have in the past. But also I made a comment uh, early, maybe a couple months ago when I had brought up, you know, when we had like another check-in session, me and the young lady I was I was recently talking to. Um, and I brought up the fact, not to her, but I think I said, just when I was talking to somebody else, like I'm, I'm a lot more okay with things not moving forward because it's not a fit, you know, in terms of what we're looking for, as opposed to things not moving forward because one person wanted something and the other person wasn't able to provide it, even though they were under the impression that we were both on the same page because that's happened before. And, uh, I didn't need that to happen again either. Um, so I'm, I'm glad that it did not go that way. I'm glad that both of us were very clear. And this is something that everybody should keep in mind. When you, when you're clear on what it is you desire and what it is you need or want out of a relationship, it makes you a lot more unwavering in um and in, in what you ask for i guess you could say so meaning if you know that you want this for example but this very specific thing within your relationship then the idea of settling for something different or compromising that and making it something that it's not or making it something that it you know you don't necessarily want isn't really appealing to you or it isn't as appealing to you because you're very clear on what it is you need. And I really respect that about her, especially, you know, being a younger woman too. Um, She's got a lot of maturity in terms of understanding what it is she's willing to take and what it is she's not willing to take. And of course, after some time, it's taking me, I mean, after some time, I mean, I'm, I'm 37. So I've got, I've had time to get to the point where I'm at now where uh, I'm less wavering than maybe I was in the past. And I have my own belief system too that kind of puts me in that position as well where uh, I, I really follow my intuition and my guidance system. 
And if it tells me that, um, yeah, I just follow it. Yeah, basically. So, which is why, you know, I said, let me see if I could shed myself of this feeling of, of needing to, uh, explore non-monogamy. And, uh, when I saw that that wasn't, that wasn't really going anywhere, I, I, I can't, I can't go against that. My intuition hasn't led me astray yet. When I've listened to it, when it's been clear, when it's been, you know, right in my face and I've listened to it, it's led me to all the great things that I have right now. It's the reason why I moved to San Francisco um, in 2017 with no job, with no place to live, with no, no friends, you know, over there. Um, it's the reason why I applied for the company I work for right now. I didn't even, they weren't even on my radar. They were not even on my radar. And I, uh, I was meditating one day and, um, you know, the, the intuitive hit hit me and I went for it. I didn't even get it at that time either. Um, I ended up getting it months later, but um, many months later, actually. So I think I had that that vision or whatever you could call it, that hit back in like February, March of that year. And it wasn't until October that I actually got the job with the company. But it was the company. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but my intuition has led me to so many great things and I would be uh I wouldn't say I'd be a fool for going in the other direction but you got to listen to your your gut you got to follow your gut even when your mind and your body and everything else is telling you something different other people you got to follow your gut because nobody else knows what your gut is telling you only you can feel that only you are connected to that enough to make decisions based off of that. A lot of people will give you suggestions and recommendations based on logic, based on their experiences, maybe even based on your own past experiences. But even that isn't the same as guidance from your inner self or your inner being. So definitely follow, follow your gut in these type of situations and any other kind of situations, when you have any big decisions, when you have uh, things that you're trying to figure out, follow the gut because that will not lead you in the wrong direction. Even when it seems like this shit doesn't really make sense to go this way, but just follow it. And before you even follow it, make sure that you build a strong relationship with your inner self so you can tell the difference between your inner being and your ego, for example, because your ego is also working very hard to try to get your attention and to try to convince you that you and it are one and the same. And you have to work diligently to stay aware 
of uh, where your emotions are coming from and where different thoughts and feelings are coming from. You got to keep a track of that because if you kind of like, you know, if you relax too much in terms of uh, your self-awareness, you might end up becoming or thinking that you're your ego. And uh, that will make you do things a lot differently than if you can tell the difference, if you can distinguish between your ego and your and who you really are. So definitely stay on top of that and build a relationship with your inner self so you can uh, so you can make decisions based on that and not based off of, you know, maybe lust or what you want to happen. Because I think I mentioned this in a past episode, but sometimes, sometimes we want situations, right? More than anything else. And so whoever is in um, in our lives during that moment, we're going to try to fit them into that situation, no matter what, even if they don't fit that situation. And so you become so focused on getting to this, this goal of whatever it is you, you want. Uh, let's say you want a family of, of three children, right? Uh, but maybe the person you're with doesn't want any children. But because you want that so badly, you feel like you are going to stick stick it out. Uh, you're going to try to force it to happen. Maybe, um, maybe alter some things about yourself and the way that you operate in order for this thing to fit into your 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 view, your your goal. And uh, that doesn't work out. I don't know many, if any, situations where that ultimately works out. So. Instead of being so focused on trying to accomplish this goal um, or, or make this situation be what it is, you got to look at the individual in front of you and you first have to see if that person is a match for what it is you want. If they're not a match, then as much as you want it to fit and you want it to work uh, because you might really like somebody or you might really care for somebody you might really see somebody as somebody who could be a part of your future your long-term future um, if it's not a fit you got to let it go and you know there's that saying that you know if you uh, love it you let it go and if it's meant or something like that it'll come back to you so in this situation that's is a perfect example of, of how you should probably follow that you know if you do care that much about that person, then let them go. Let them let them be let them have their moment, you know? Let them have that space to explore and uh do what they want to do in their lives and follow their visions, follow their goals. Um and who knows, y'all might end up back. But when you end up back, you'll end up back more with more clarity. And you'll end up back uh, fitting each other's uh, lifestyles more than in the past. So don't hold on to things so tightly that you're willing to uh, 
you're willing to uh, force something, even when it's not, even when it's not a, a, a true fit. So that's what I would say about that. It looks like I'm not seeing any questions. So I'm going to end it like this. Uh, grieving over a uh, over a relationship or over a lover who uh, who's moved on is uh, it's a natural thing. Like it's not something that you should try to rush. It's not something that uh, is going to be easy necessarily. Look at me. Like this was a situation that was. Even though I met her in October, we didn't start, you know, really getting closer until maybe February, March. And then we weren't fully sexually intimate until July. So I would say if we're looking at, you know, when we first, you know, were uh, sexually intimate, Compl- oh, well, I'm talking about like intercourse, like we had intercourse together. You're talking about what, five months? Um, five months, <laughs> you know? So that's not even that long in terms of, you know, what other people are in. There's people that have been in relationships for years. Now there are others who've been in relationships for multiple decades. And so getting past is not easy you know even for somebody who's been in something or who was in something for five months but um there's definitely a light at the end of the tunnel and i would focus on the positive moments that were built and the positive moments that were experienced during the time when you were with that person because at the end of the day you can focus on whatever you want to focus on you can focus on the last moments, which maybe were kind of rough. Hopefully they weren't. But if they were, then of course you could focus on that if you want to, but that's not going to help you in your in your moving past the situation. That's not going to help you in your recovery. Uh, what will help you more would be to focus on the best moments that y'all experienced together. And at least you have that to hold on to, like that actually happened. That's the whole thing about when people have good, or good, situ- good experiences with each other. Even if you have good and bad experiences with each other, not bad, but you know, some positive and negative experiences with one another, the negative experiences don't erase the positive experiences. The, the, the positive experiences still happen. Um, so if you focus on the positive experiences, then at least you can just kind of like reflect on the fact that, hey, those moments were there. And even though those weren't the only moments that were there, those did happen. And those are what I'm going to choose to focus my attention on because the other moments don't really do much for me in terms of making me feel better. If anything, the other moments uh, bring me maybe more sadness Maybe the moments of happiness bring you a little bit of sadness, but just remember that they happen. And even though you won't have them anymore with this person, you had them with this person. And that's something. 
it's not everything, you know, it's not what we, what we want at the end of the day, we, we want to keep something good going. Right. But sometimes, you know, if it's not a fit, then you have to let it go, but you still have the moments that happen and you can always reflect and always go back to that. And, um, hopefully that can bring you some, some level of joy, some level of laughter, uh, put a smile on your face or something, but, um, that's what I'm going to choose to do for sure. I'm definitely going to focus on the better moments, you know, this past weekend, which we got to spend with each other as well. Uh, along with another group, like a bigger group, but we were in uh Dominican Republic this past weekend. So I'm definitely going to replay moments from the, the weekend um, and other moments as well. And I think uh, that will help me get through what it is I'm trying to get through, which is uh, getting past, you know, getting past uh, these strong emotions that we had. So, yeah, that's uh, that's where we're going to end it today. Um, thank you again for joining me on episode number 30 of the Sex Mechanic Podcast. Uh, thanks for allowing me to be totally honest and transparent about what it is I'm going through right now. Um, hopefully that transparency was able to hit somebody um, and hopefully, you know, a very positive way and uh, provide some level of comfort and support for somebody else who might be dealing with some level of loss or uh, some level of separation. All right. So I appreciate you all. Um, I'll talk to you all soon. And we'll go back to Wednesdays after this. I just wanted to test out Fridays and see how it was. But it looks like not many people are available on Friday. So we'll probably leave it on Wednesdays after all. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I'll talk to you all next week. Next Wednesday, I'll catch you over here. All right. Later. Later.